Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to this week's episode of Breaking Off Assault Taboo. Uh, we're back with, uh, you know, we're talking about depression. Um, you probably already know that. (laughs) If you clicked on this, you know, this is part two. Um, today we really, really, really want to focus on, um, how do you overcome this and how we overcame our depression. I mean... I wouldn't say we're 100% healed. How we are overcoming. How we are overcoming, yes. I don't think... um, I think it's always, like, with whatever, it's always a recovery. Mm -hmm. You know, because there's always... You go day to day. Yeah. You see that today is a little bit easier. Tomorrow's eh, just a little bit not. If you haven't listened to part one, I would strongly suggest listening to that one. Uh, First, um, it's not necessary, but... uh, Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it, you know, it's part one. So mm-hmm. if, if you're like me, I would need to listen to part one first. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to begin, uh, the phone numbers, uh, it's 1-800-662-4357. That is a depression one. And then a 1-800-273-8255 is the suicide prevention one. Uh, D bsalliance.org is also a great website that you has uh, a lot of tools a lot of resources that you um, can utilize as well yeah 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 so um what are some things that have helped you overcome or um uh, your process of overcoming depression uh my process i mean honestly it's a day-by-day thing i don't want to talking weird but It's a day-by-day thing um, for me, and sometimes in the days, it's an hour-by-hour thing. Yeah. It really is. Um, I think, oh, I made it this hour. I can make it another hour. I made it two hours. I can make it one more hour. Mm -hmm. I made it 30 minutes. I can make it 30 more minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, Some of the things, though, that have really helped me, uh, if you've done your homework from two weeks (laughs) ago, uh, you have figured out your triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what triggers you. You know yeah. what can send you into that uh, episode. What's one thing that triggers you, if you're willing to talk about it? Like, just one. Um, I can name one. If you want me to go first. Yeah, go for it. Um, oh, one thing that triggers me is um, rejection. Um, oh, yeah. I can't do rejection. That's, I mean, that's one of mine. That's I, not mine. I, the last really depressed episode that I had was because I was afraid that I was also losing people. Um, I was very afraid I was going to lose somebody. I, um, I was so scared that I was going to lose my very closest friend and it literally sent me spiraling. Yeah, uh, one of mine um, is not getting approval Yeah, from people I look up to Yeah, or that you know I'm friends with. Like, uh, It honestly would really kill me Um, sometimes if I look on somebody who I really look up to and, you know, who really trust like that and they're like, I'm disappointed. Bro, I go spiraling. (laughs) I go straight down, you know, and it's not like, I'm down. (laughs) I just, I get, I, I, I have to stop myself. I really do. Um, and like, they're just trying to help me. Oh God, sorry. (sighs) Wow. They're just trying to help you be better, you know, and like they are disappointed in your actions, but not you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. for me, figuring out my triggers 
uh, and trying to not necessarily avoid them, but like if some of them avoid and then some of them learning to work through yeah how to cope with how them. to cope with them yeah dealing coping and dealing yeah with them. um so definitely that um having confidence mm-hmm. uh my pastor my pastor's wife um my depression is seasonal yeah i get seasonal depression it comes uh and not like every 3 to 6 months you know mine's like a year thing yeah. Like every year, year and a half, sometimes up to two years, mm-hmm. um, I'll be good. I'll be golden. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, little things just Build start up. building and building and mm-hmm. building. And I find myself sinking further and further and further into mm-hmm. it. Um, so having my man of God know that about me. hmm uh, has helped tremendously. Yeah. I remember telling Bailey one time I was going through a really bad depressive episode there. Mm-hmm. Um, it came up after about a year and a half uh, of being golden. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my pastor came over to pray for me. And I haven't told him this. I probably need to. Uh, <laughs> well, if he listens, he'll hear it. <laughs> uh, or if, if my pastor's wife listens, she'll hear it too. I'll tell yeah. him eventually. But um, I remember... Um, having my pastor come over, my pastor's wife come over and pray with me, not for me, but with me. And I was just like, okay, you know, I can, I can deal with this. Just, just my pastor's wife, you know, she's not laying hands on me. She's not calling out anything. (laughs) She's just, she's just praying with me, Uh you know? Um, I was like, all right, 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 all right. But I mean, that woman walks with God anyways. So she she knew what she was doing. She straight up knew. I was just like, huh, it's fine. Maybe I can avoid it for a little bit. And then I, you know, close my eyes and I start to really pray. And this is when it like really started to overcome everything for me. Mm -hmm. My pastor came over and he put his hand on me. And I remember the first thing I the first thing that I thought and that came through my mind was you man of God need to get your hand off of my head. And I felt so bad. I was like, what just went through my mind? Cause it didn't even sound like my voice mm-hmm. didn't even, it, I mean, it sounded deep and it sounded like, yeah, old, the spirit. <laughs> you know, the spirit. Uh, because I think at that point that if I hadn't have gotten out of that, I don't think I'd be sitting here, mm-hmm. you know, um, my pastor came over and he prayed with me and he, he whispered, not whispered, but he did tell me in my ear. He was like, my hand is not leaving until you overcome this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I got mad. And I was like, I want your hand off of me. And then he kept praying for me. He kept calling it out. Yeah. Like, kept calling out depression to leave. Kept calling out anxiety to leave. I mean, he kept calling all of it out. And then I just, it came to a point where it literally just turned and I was like, thank you. Keep your hand on my head until I can't overcome this. Yeah. You know? Uh, so definitely having your man of God pray with you. Yeah. Um, having your pastor. Yeah, having my pastor 
definitely and passionate as wife because I knew what she was I know what she's doing now you know but that's really helped me um quoting scripture um yeah the word <laughs> yeah definitely quoting scripture and definitely praying those are, and I feel so cliche, you know, like, oh, praying, but like, no, like, I, I, know. I literally, I always get mad at myself when I tell people like praying really does help, but I'm like, prayer don't, but prayer really does help. Like I always would say, prayer's not going to fix it. And yes, just praying isn't going, like, is not the one time fix all. Yeah. Um, some people it is. And you're yeah, if it is. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you, prayer is a aid it is like that little it's like you know when you, you're tired and you just want a little energy boost and yeah you you pray and it's like oh my god I feel so much better prayer and the word has just like I think mm-hmm. just made getting overcoming it a so much easier because not only do you not feel alone by having other people physically around you mm-hmm. who can help you but like knowing that you have yeah an almighty savior yeah someone who's ex- someone who has experienced this yeah someone who is literally there to help you overcome it mm-hmm. and who can give you peace and understanding and yeah. love and, and like above all else you know that like i mean we can sit here and we can describe mm-hmm. what god can do for you for days and for days and for days but our words are never going to amount to what it actually feels like yeah you know and just i mean like prayer and reading the word and you know talking about it with with bailey with y'all with my pastor you know just just not dwelling in it yeah for sure and if i find myself dwelling in it then it's always like I force myself because mm-hmm. if I don't, I'm going to sink further. I force myself to reach out to somebody and they might not even know. Sometimes it's just like a, Hey, let's go to the lake. Yeah. Let's just sit out there. You know, let's just listen to the water or Hey, let's go on a road trip. Yeah. You know, it's just forcing myself to do something, get myself out of that. We're going to interrupt today's episode to let you know about something you can do to help us out here on Breaking Apostolic Taboo. We have set up through Anchor a listener support. You can donate however much you want to. It can be monthly. It can be a one-time donation. All of these donations will help towards either getting us some better equipment or whatever extra money we have and whatever money we gain that doesn't get used on on the podcast directly we will give to amers or a charity anything um we see fit um if you would like to become a listener supporter you can see in our show notes there should be a link or you can go to anchor um our on anchor to our breaking apostolic taboo um, page and you can become a listener supporter there so if you would that would be great and help us out and help us maybe get some recording equipment and help us um or we can give to amers or to Blow children's mansion whichever we see fit to do that month so thank you so much and that's all i have for this
Um, so some of that has really just like helped me out a whole lot. Um, because I think without that, I, I just mm-hmm. I know I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of similarities, but uh, there are some differences. But what are yeah. what are some of your uh, some of my stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it helps you overcome. Um, one thing I will say is get involved in church. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, throw yourself into being involved. Just because you struggle with depression does not mean you are disqualified. Uh, just because mm-hmm. you struggle with something doesn't mean you're disqualified. Right. Um, do something you can do. You can sit. You can pray, sing, or you can teach Sunday school, or you you can teach a Bible study, or you can you know something. Find something to do. You can clean the church, or clean the baptistry, or do you know do something. Even if it's something small, find a way to plug yourself in. Now, don't be like me and do too much that you just work, 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 and work and never resolve your issues. Um, <laughs> cause I, I did that a lot. I mean, granted it was the only thing keeping me in church, but, um, I, I overworked myself so I wouldn't have to deal with my issues, but plug yourself in, find something for you, get, find some worth in something. Right. Because a lot of depressed people can't find their worth outside of depression. Or, right. or can't find their worth outside of, you know, suicide and, and cutting or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, find worth in something, you know. Don't let it consume you. Um, just get involved in church. Be there. Be present. Um, instead of sitting in the back, sit in the front. Um, involve yourself. Make yourself take notes in church. Um, get a notebook. Make sure you're listening. <laughs> Make sure you're taking stuff in because a lot of times we can be zoned out in church and not remember a single thing said. Um, especially when you're depressed. The, the devil likes to attack you during church. Oh yeah. Um, and so, because he doesn't want you to get help. He doesn't want you to get you know, delivered. He wants you to keep struggling. So he'll bombard your mind. And it maybe if you take notes in church, or write, you know, write in a notebook in church and say, here we go. This is, you know, I'm going to, whatever that, that can help you stay focused. Um, right. Building a relate, like a real relationship with God. Uh, when I say real, I mean a real relationship with God. A lot of us tend to patty cake with Jesus and, um, we don't, actually have a real relationship with him it's just surface level but when we let him be in our everyday life right um and not just something we do on sundays and wednesdays or you know if it's in the morning i get up and instead of looking at my phone i'll talk to god and say thank you for letting me wake up have breath thank you for you know being here with me and talk like you know to tell you know ask him to help you have a good day, you know, maybe put something in your path or find something fulfilling or whatever, you know, um, talking to God throughout the day, cutting out distractions. Instead of watching a dumb TV show, watch a preaching message. There's tons of it on YouTube. You can find it everywhere. Yeah. There's a Um, lot of resources because uh, also a lot, a lot of TV shows can bring you down. There's a lot of stuff and shows that can bring you right down. Um, so I get a real relationship with God. Yes. Don't just make it surface level. Right. That make it a real 
I'm here recently. I've realized, dear, dear Lord, my relationship with you is so surface level. It is not deep. And I, I cut out a lot of stuff in my life and I listen to way more preaching than I've ever listened to in my whole life. I listen to way more uplifting things than I've ever listened to in my whole life. And I feel so much better. And it's because I've decided I'm not gonna just be a fake Christian or just be a surface level Christian. I wouldn't say fake. It's surface level. It's yeah, definitely. There it are, doesn't go any deeper than there, what you see. There, are, there is a difference between fake Christian and surface level. Yeah. Christian. So I, I let it just be surface level, and I never let it get deep enough to change me. Yeah. So get a, a deep enough relationship with God that you actually start changing. Um, this is a big thing. <laughs> Cut out worldly music. <laughs> For sure. The, um, music has always been used since the beginning of time. To get people. It's the one thing on this earth that wasn't created on earth. Yeah, God. Uh, was um, Lucifer was a musical instrument. We studied that in school. Yeah. Uh, um, Lucifer was a musical instrument through and through. The worship went through him. For sure. The, 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 he was a, like a megaphone in a sense. And that, that really, the music was created for God and now the devil uses it to get everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And um get get you change your music. That really helped me a whole stinking lot and um get therapy. <laughs> therapy is and absolutely almost essential. And you're not going to be less of a person because you have to go to no. another person. Goodness. To talk about your problems. That was like, my issue. I did not. I was yes, like, I don't need it. Still somebody else's issue, too. <laughs> We're not calling anybody out. I know. <laughs> um, on this episode. <laughs> because they'll hear it and they'll get they'll come to me and be like, you call me out. But you just because you go to therapy doesn't mean that you're less of a person. Less yeah. of, a, of a woman or a man, it, you know? Just because you struggle with these things doesn't mean you're less of a Christian. Try less to change of... that internal monologue. Yes, I think that's what kills oh. all of us is is sometimes oh, sometimes we get the devil too much credit. And because he's whispered in our ears so long, we've started uh-huh. saying it to ourselves. You know? Yeah. And sure. we've let it. We've listened to it. You know, and I think this is where we need to change our internal monologue and change what we think about ourselves. You know, because yeah. I think that's when everything really starts to change. Yeah. Um, when I posted a, a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. about what are some common misconceptions that the church has about depression, we got so much feedback. I think I want to go through um, some of them. Here. Yeah, sure. So, what are common misconceptions about depression in the church? Um, that it isn't real. Oh my gosh. It is so very much real. And if you're one of the people who only think it's a spirit, like, please, like, pray about that a little bit more because it's not just it, a spirit. It's not just a spirit. Yes, there is spirit, and like, it is very spiritual in a sense, but also chemical imbalances are a real thing. Um, so, next one. That it's because of sin or lack of faith. Oh my gosh. Because you sin. And I like. And I'm not getting mad at the people stating this. I'm getting mad at the, the fact that like. It's it's prevalent 
for us to think that. Yeah. Like, your depression is not because of your sin. And it's not because of your lack of faith. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Job and David. Yeah. Were some of the most faithful people. Yes. They had so much faith. And they struggled with depression. Yeah. So don't for a second believe that your depression is because of a lack of faith. Yeah. And your depression is because of sin either. Yeah. Like, yes, like sin, like depression is a, a cause yeah. or an effect, but like, mm-hmm. it's not everything. Yeah. Someone you know? said um, that you can pray through at the altar and that's all you need to deal with it. No. And this one says that God will heal you from it. We don't always get our healings that we pray for. This is true because <laughs> I mean, I, Oh, the the next one says, but if he doesn't heal you, then something is wrong with you. Oh my gosh. No, nothing Uh is, nothing's wrong with you. God has a plan. We have to understand that his ways and his plans are so much higher than, than we are, you know? Oh, this one. And so like, it was the same thing. Someone said, if God doesn't heal you from depression, it's because you don't want to be healed. No, my gosh. Some cases, though, that is true. So, yes, there's some cases, but for the majority, no. For the majority of it, no. For me, one of my problems is I would go to the altar and I would pray and I'd pray and he'd deliver it. Uh-huh. Like I would get deliverance. You get bit. deliverance, in that but moment. then I would turn around and pick it right back up. Yeah. Like it. Oh, yeah. This one says because you have the Holy Ghost and the joy of the Lord that you can't be depressed. What a lie. That is such a lie. Ministers and wives don't deal with depression because they should be more spiritual. Okay, that is something that really like hurts my heart. Yeah. To think that like ministers and their wives are upheld to the standard and God forbid that they struggle with something like yeah, this. Yeah, they can't. They can't, they can't not struggle with that. They can't they're struggle supposed with it. to help all of us. Exactly. <laughs> Why are they struggling with that? What? They can't do that. Can't do that. We've got to move. That's one thing I love about my pastor is he's so open and honest about his mental health. And you know when my pastor is going through it because he won't preach. He takes a break. He says, I need to breathe. I need this. I need to go on vacation. Let's bring in some other people to help, you know, help through this. Let me have a break. I need to work through this myself. Yeah. I, I would I say that from someone that my dad was the assistant pastor, so I, I knew what was yeah. going on behind closed doors. But ministers and their wives are not exempt. And there are so many ministers that struggle with depression, suicidal thoughts, and t- like, temptation like this they're not exempt and it's okay (laughs) and um therapy is okay and it is okay not to be okay um but also remember um i think a couple weeks ago i posted on our our reminder a reminder the lord impressed me to do philippians 4 8 my dad engraved that scripture into my being as a kid you know think on things that are holy pure of a good report Mm -hmm. you know Change, work on your mindset change, find your triggers, pray, talk to God, tell somebody, get help. <laughs> Those Definitely. are the important things. Um, so I think that's a that's a good way yeah. to end off this episode. I mean, definitely, like, don't just don't for a second think that you're like, don't fall into the stigma of, yeah, 
all the things that we just literally just said because yeah. like your life is different god doesn't want you to suffer yep yeah so anyways i'm going to end it uh but just to end it because i said i will do this and i stand by my word because i just i know how much these phone numbers can help um the phone number uh for it's actually not a depression phone number it's something else i don't remember what it was but um anyways they're there to help you it's uh 1-800-662-4357 and the suicide prevention one is 1-800-273-8255 and the um the website that you can go to that has a lot of good tools a lot of good resources um that's there to help is D as in Delta, B as in Beta, S as in Sam, Alliance.org. D-B-S Alliance.org. Well, to throw in, I'm sure you have your pastor's phone number. You can call him too. Yes, please. And if, mm-hmm. and he's there to take your phone call. Um, also, me and Alicia, our DMs yes, are open. Our DMs are open um, on the uh, online. Um, we're here to help you because we know how it is and we know what it's like whenever you overcome it. And it's mm-hmm. so much, yes. so much more than you could ever think. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, that is part two of our depression episode. Please let us know your thoughts. Um, like, you know, subscribe to it. We really like, you have no idea how much it means for us. Yeah. Each listen, every subscriber that we do get, um, trust me, uh, it really, it really means a lot. Every single one of you do. Yeah. Um, so that's us signing off on this one. My name is Alicia Kreger and I'm Bailey Romans and, and let's, let's start, start talking. talking.